right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cannabloggers Corner on the You Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andy Cannablogger, and uh, probably noticed I, I took a week off there for a little bit. Uh, thank you guys for being patient with me. Uh, just need a little uh, little break, trying to get back into the right headspace, and uh, this week I feel a lot better. Uh, a lot more uh, focused, energized, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, got my second dose of the vaccine yesterday, so uh, today I'm kind of feeling a little sluggish, but uh, as far as side effects go, uh, not too bad. Not too bad, so I'm, I'm very, very hopeful. We'll see if there's a light at the end of this tunnel, right? But in the meantime, uh, this week... I decided to start things off with someone I have been dying to chat with. Uh, his name is Doug Mao, and he is behind the uh, the brilliant art of High Art Studios. Uh, you probably, if you guys watched uh, Disjointed on Netflix or HBO, you would have seen their artwork in the background. Uh, he's done... He's done art for a lot of different projects in entertainment, and... Uh, He's an all-around great guy. Tons of stories. You're going to love it. I'm really happy I finally got to connect with him. Uh, first of all, before we get to the show, I want to thank Chris Cantori and the You Podcast Network for giving us this nice little platform to talk to you guys on. So, yeah, with all that being said, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Doug Mao of High Art Studios. I'm so high and so dry. Wait! We can't stop here. This is bat country. All right, uh, here we are back here on Cannabloggers Corner. And this week, I am really, really stoked because I am talking with one of my absolute favorite artists, Doug Mao from high art studios doug how you doing today excellent thanks andy thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it uh dude thank you so much for being on man um like we like we talked about earlier i am a huge huge art fan um yeah i i, I live and breathe like the uh the comic art and stuff like that the, the pop art i guess you could call it so right. uh when when i got the chance to talk to you i'm like oh yeah i'm totally snatching this up <laughs> <laughs> well it's nice it's nice to be here and uh it's nice to be able to talk about the art and um you know i started the company about eight years ago and what i really wanted to do was to make a company that was in my what, what i've always dreamed about and so i th this company's really set up more like a 70s record company where the artist is the main focus of what we do and the art is the main focus of what we do um, I generally come up with the ideas, the concepts, and then I have six or seven artists that I work with, depending on what style I'm looking for. And additionally, I do some of the art myself, but I, I really like to, to work with the artists and take a concept and develop it from beginning to end with them. It's really exciting for me. Yeah, I, I can, I can imagine because the stuff that you've come up with, uh, let, let's, Let's give the audience a little bit of a background here because they've probably seen your work. They just, they're not aware of it. 
So where where might my audience have seen your work? Well, uh, the, our biggest our biggest success to date was to get ten of our images on the uh, disjointed show that's broadcast on um, Netflix. Kathy Bates starred in it. Uh, it ran for one season. There were two, I think, thirteen or fourteen episodes of it. Uh, and if you uh, do watch the show. Uh, you'll notice that the, where the bud tenders work, just left of there, there's an image. It's usually either Blue Dream or it's our Golden Goat image. And that was the primary location is what I called it on the set. But there were nine other uh, images on the set. And it was obviously very exciting for us. We've got to, Justin, uh, my Utah rep, and I got to go on set uh, and take pictures and walk around the set and then watch one of the show's tapes. So, it was very exciting for us, and 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 it introduced us to people all over the world. So that that was, uh, you know, really fun for us to do. I can I believe it. I bet uh, I I got to see Kathy Bates at Comic Con in I want to say 2016. Uh, it was for American Horror Story. Uh, it was the the season with the circus, the freak show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I got to, uh, she was on a, a Comic Con panel and she was just, she was like one of the nicest people up there, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, anything with Kathy Bates in it, you know, she's a great actress and I love watching her. And now to have your art connected with an Academy Award winning actress like that, I mean, that that's, that's something special. It, it was, yeah, it was definitely fun. And we've done some other, you know, we, we, my main interest is in learning what the audience likes. I mean, my our whole goal is to create art that cannabis lovers are really proud to hang on their walls. And that's that's our goal. And uh, so for me, I need to listen to what other people say. And so we have, up until last year, done quite a few shows, either, you know, High Times Cannabis Cups, uh, a lot of the industry shows from... Uh, the biggest MJ BizCon to Champs, which is, I get a lot of great feedback at the Champs trade shows, which is a counterculture trade show, if you don't know. It has more glassware than any place I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible show for us. We do the one in Vegas. I've done other ones, but I like that one uh, the best. And then also there was a, a Bud Trader uh, had done a the first gifting suite at the oscars which i thought was pretty cool and they invited us to come up and show our art and so you know those are important for us and it, it, for me unless people see the art in person it's really hard to describe it and it's really hard to describe the effect that it has on you when you see it and uh so that's why i like to get out and i and we've We've learned lots from our audience, what they like, what they don't like, and we've created images just for that reason, you know. So it's pretty cool. I, It's very enjoyable experience. My greatest thrill in life is for to watch people when they really like the art. And people like yourself, there's a lot of people who own art galleries, who love art, who just love the art for what it is. And I think that's really cool. It's a, it's a really great statement, I think. Well, I love that you brought up the uh, the Bud Trader event because that you probably don't remember, but we actually met there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was up there for that uh, for that award show uh, party. Oh, I mean, cool. That was really neat. You know, I had a good time. I got to meet a, a couple people there. Um, yeah. 
I remember uh, Craig Robinson was there. Uh, Dominic Keating. And I'm a huge Trekkie, so you know, I I got oh, to meet okay. somebody from Star Trek. So that I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, my my little Trekkie well, heart was beating. Becoming, <laughs> but you know, cannabis is is you know, it's quite obvious it's becoming more mainstream. Yep. Uh, and what it is, and when when I originally started out, one of my great concerns was that you know people would be afraid to hang the art in their house for you know, for their neighbors or their mother or whoever come over and see the art. And so there's a certain amount of discretion in, in the pieces, some more so than others. Some, if you didn't know what the strain was, you'd have no idea what it is, what, what the art is. And, uh, you know, even Blue Dream can be ex explained away in its own own way. Oh, yeah. But more importantly to me was that we created, you know, the, the, to as a cannabis smoker for many, many 40 years, 50 years, um, you know, I, it's always been something that was hidden and that always concerned me, you know, and I really wanted to create art that people were proud to hang in their house and say, you know what, the, I like the cannabis experience. It's cool. And now that it's more accepted, I think people are more willing to, to, you know, hang it in their houses and, uh, and make it part of their lifestyle. And there's lots of, you know, new cool things coming out on the market all the time that, that, you know, help accent that lifestyle, you know, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the type of art that you do, because you, the, your type of art isn't just like, you know, a neon pot leaf and Bob Marley, right? I mean, you, you're doing a specific art style that, like you said, is discreet and can be hung in any room of the house. Right. It can be hung in, in uh, you know, it can be hung in, in very culturally elite places and it can be hung in uh, very culturally unelite places. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what's cool. You know, a friend of mine, one of my good friends has a, a mobile home uh, up in Oregon. And I went there and he's got them hung all over the place and it looks just gorgeous in there. You know, I was really impressed to see that. And the, the overall style that we go for is rooted in old travel posters and magic posters and pop art and rock posters and that style. And, and it's very common in fashion, for instance, to take an old style and give it a new twist to, yep. to make it look up to today. And quite frankly, there's only so many styles that you can make. So the only way to keep moving forward is to find innovative ways to take something that people understand and uh, and make it uh, make it your own and make it for you know the cannabis community and and uh, that and that's been really exciting and it's also been really hard for the artists that I work with. Some of them work in the cannabis industry, but none of them make the art that we none of them ever made art like what we make now. And so that learning curve. The reality is for every image that I put out, we probably do six or seven other images. And so we've got literally hundreds of images we've never released before. And I've only picked the ones that, that I think will best sell in the market. And I'm not always, you know, I'm not always right about what I pick, but I put enough of them out there that, uh, that I can understand what people want. And then, then we, you know, move on to that. So, uh, and that we're, you know, we, we, our job is to communicate the 
cannabis experience in a, in a cool way, innovative, yeah. cool, you know, way. And that, that's what we try and do. And we do everything from fifties, Mad Men style to old, uh, circus posters to, uh, the New York city diesel image is actually the face from Coney Island. So you've got that carny, you know, sort of look going on with it. And I love that stuff. I just, and I love simple things in, uh, uh, you know, and, and when you look at them, generally they're pretty simple. Mike's art is what Mike green, uh, has done a few of our images and his are more cinematic in scale. So they're more like a movie poster than say Alan's work, which is like New York city diesel or golden goat is very simple. Uh, you know, and then we put subliminal sort of messages in golden goat. We made it what we, what that really is, is a nod to wake and bakers. And if you look at it, it looks like a coffee, you know, it looks like a coffee bag. <laughs> nice. So, but people who know, know, and people who don't aren't ever going to figure it out, you know? And I think that's fun too, is that we have our own, language and we share an experience you know and, and cannabis is a beautiful you know has many beautiful things about it i mean there's a dark side to it just like there is alcohol but the dark side's way less than alcohol is oh, yeah. as far as i can and uh and so uh, you know there is a reality around it but there's a beautiful side to it and it's it helps us all in one way or another with whether it's uh, anxiety or sleeping or just enjoying the day more, you know, I think, um, it, it's a cool thing. And so what we try and do is celebrate it. You know, one of the things that I really uh, enjoy with your art is like you said, you, you give it, a, you give a nod to the actual, uh, strain that you're, that you're, um, uh, uh high right. We try and embody the, yeah. Embody the so, spirit. Most of the art that I see, uh, that that's kind of in the style that we do, is a literal translation. So if it's uh, Granddaddy Purple, it's an old dude in purple with a beard and that sort of thing. And we really shy away from that. So yeah. what I and we also shy away from at putting any leaves or smoke or anything in it because we're focused on the experience. So it's after the fact. So there's no reason to have it in there. Um, we do when we do custom things for people, we'll do that. You know, that's that's their call. You know, to do that, but. Really, what I want to focus on is that experience. And, and we do shade it, you know, as an example, you know, we have our new pinup girls out. And one of my favorite is White Widow. And when I smoke White Widow, um, I get this. It's a lot of work. By the time <laughs> I get done, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to do that again. But then all of a sudden you see this beautiful young woman, you know, uh, tempting you to smoke it again and you know that it's that she's tempting you but you know it's going to be a wild ride when you get on it you like know the siren I mean? calling the sailor right what's that like the siren calling the sailor that's right exactly yep. that's so those are but that's all of us experience that you know mm -hmm. there's that day where you go man i'd really like to get high right now you know what i mean <laughs> and, and and go away somewhere and you know uh, another interesting one that we did in the pinup series was there's a there's a it's a Maui Wowie image we titled it and it's this woman you see the back of her head but you see this beautiful picture of a Hawaiian island you know superimposed over her head so what you're really looking at is her seeing what she's seen after she smoked Maui Wowie you know yeah. and I thought that was it. Mike came up with that concept and I really thought it was cool and I thought we'd try it out and see what you know 
people like. I'm not afraid to, to try things. And we've done some, you know, very uh, avant-garde things. One of my favorites and one early on was one we did um, for uh, Oaktown Crippler. And I was a huge wrestling fan when I was a kid. Oh, and I too. just heard I heard that name and I was like, I got to do one. Of yep. And so <laughs> Mike did this really cool one of this Oaktown Crippler. And, and then Alan added in a couple of things of get punched for 50 cents. And it's just a funny, <laughs> you know, it's a funny image and it's just fun to have around. And, you know, so our art it can also can, you know, I, I wanted it to be hung in man caves or she caves or, um, you know, at your lake house or, you know, there's a lot of applications for what we do for, for personal use. And now also we get a lot of, of dispensaries or shops that just buy the art to hang in the store to, to accent that shopping experience. And really anticipation to me is the best part of the shopping experience because you're thinking, okay, what am I going to do? And then you get in there and you see these images and you go, oh, maybe I'll try that or maybe I'll do this one or that one. So that's what we try to do is enhance that experience, you know? Exactly. And that, that's one of the my favorite things about it is if I want to know something about a strain, I want to know how it's going to make me feel, you know, because some strains right. can right. like trigger my anxiety. Other strains, right. you know, give me couch lock. So right. for me to be able to look at just a simple graphic, like, like the ones you guys put out and say, oh, it's going to do that to me. It's going to make me feel like that. Or like you said, it's hanging in right. it's hanging in the uh, the dispensaries. You know, so, uh, someone's going to ask a bud tender, "Hey, what's this going to do to me?" The bud tender can just point at the art and say that. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> like the sky the Skywalker OG, the dude walking up in the air with a you know he's on a tightrope, but there's no tightrope, and uh, you know, when that, what what we try and do is come up with interesting ways to say I'm high, you know, yeah. and that the, the pinup series, the Blue Dream girl was the first one that we kept that we came up with and mike came up with the concept and then we refined it over a period of time to what we're doing but i just it's such an awesome thing to see <coughs> excuse me this this beautiful woman uh, sitting on a swing flying on a cloud through the sky i mean what a great way to say i'm high you know and, oh, yeah. and it's uh you know, and it's very fashionable, very luxury brand. And uh, that's something we've played around with a lot recently is the luxury brands. And also, you know, the female market, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, completely underserved in the cannabis world. And it's, you know, it's all about the guys and the bongs and the, and the uh, stoner art, which is all good stuff. Don't get me wrong, but it, there's a much bigger world out there. And like I said to you the other day, when I first test marketed the images, I went to a, um, a music festival that was out in Western Colorado. And one weekend it was country music and the next weekend it was uh, rock music. And I had uh, a, a couple during the country music weekend come up to the booth and they bought all, one of all of the images I had, which was 12 or 14 of them. And they were 85 years old and they lived right down the street from the festival in a country, you know, in, in a farmhouse. And they redecorated their old farmhouse. And the next thing, a woman comes up and she says, oh, my God, my 16-year-old son would love this. You know, and so I saw that this, you know, there's a really wide range of people who enjoy what it is that, that you know, we're doing. And, and that's the cool thing for me, you know, is to see how much people do enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, looking at your art and looking at the art that I've got up in my living room, because I've been to, like I said, been to Comic-Con, love the art. 
I but, always come home with shit. I come home with yeah. so much shit. I've got stuff from WonderCon 2018 that I haven't gotten around to framing yet. Oh, is that right? Yeah, just because we're trying to figure out just where we're going to put it. <laughs> but uh, well, that's good. But yeah, I've got all that kind of art, like the old travel posters, uh, the old uh, inspirational posters, like Captain America and stuff. And then your art, the stuff that you guys put out, can fit right in there with it. You know, it's that's cool. It's just seamless, you know, and it's not something that I, I would be nervous if like I, I had a guest over and they didn't consume or they they weren't part of the the community i i wouldn't be afraid of them saying oh hey what's that you know it it it's yeah. not something that i would think would bother or offend them it's just an it's a great piece of art that happens to be cannabis related right and it's funny i was uh, talking to one guy who was buying the art uh one day and i kind of talked him through the exact thing you were just saying and he looked at me and goes doug screw that it's my house i'll put <laughs> up anything i want in my house you know and and there's th that too you know being proud of what you're doing and uh and not necessarily have to worry about it and some of the images like you know <clears throat> the pineapple express the first class dude flying on the plane is just such a great image you know even if you know what yeah. pineapple express is is just a cool image and uh, there's no you, you you can't argue that. I mean, it's just a nice, you yeah. know, a nice image, and uh, and so that's that's the thing that we you know that I really like is that we've been able to achieve that, and it's not easy to do. Like I said, it's not something you just whip out a few of these things and and go. Well, we've invested a lot of time and a lot of money in developing the images and the ideas, and we literally have hundreds of ideas in development. Some some stage of development i'm working with alan now on some new images for for next year and one of the things we've talked about for a long time is doing an organ grinder and a monkey and yes. we've played around with this idea for a long time as a matter of fact we just finished a piece a guy john reynolds who's a, one of the only painters that i have <coughs> just finished a piece i sour diesel has always been one of my favorite strains and what i like about it is it feels like I get shot out of a cannon and then this parachute opens up and you just kind of glide gently down to the ground. And so we played around with creating this image for months and months and looking. The hard thing was, is how do you get a cannon, you know, one of these circus cannons, how do you get it in the image so you can see the cannon and you know what it is and you can see the person getting shot out of the cannon at the same time. And, uh, so he finally came up with a really cool concept and it's got this sort of 30s, 40s state fair look with a train going by and all this other stuff down, you know, down below. And it's really cool to see these things. And But sometimes we come up with the image and we all go, no, that's not it. We, that wasn't the right one. <laughs> and then we have to redo it or, you know, look at it a different way. But a lot of times things just, get, you know, as an example, the, 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 um, pineapple express the Mad Men one well you know i sat with mike and i said okay so there's a dude and he's in first class and he's flying and he's looking out the window and down below him there's hawaii or some you know exotic island and he's got a cocktail in front of him and uh that's exactly what he drew i mean it was really yeah. really he also put in the poster which i didn't realize at first 
but he made it look like a poster that's folded up, had been folded up in the closet for years. And so there were these crack lines that ran across it. And we have an agent that sells to the big box stores or will in, in time anyway. Um, and he saw that and he goes, Doug, you can't have that line in there. People aren't going to like that. So we had to take it out for, you know, the art that we'd sell down the road. But, you know, Mike, Mike really liked doing, giving that age patina to things, yeah. you know, as he did it. And his, uh, his, he's got hundreds of layers in these parts and, uh, you know, there's all this detail that goes into how he does it, what he does it. So, um, but so sometimes it comes out, then he did Girl Scout cookie so there's that strain, like when I was young, Panama Red or Acapulco Gold came out. You know, it was like magic, you know, okay. and everybody's like, ooh, that's, I want that. You know, I want to do that. You know, and when Girl Scout Cookie, it was very much the same way where everybody wanted to have it. You had to have the real stuff and Burner was the guy who made it and all these things. And so then we started thinking about, you know, how are we going to do that? How are we going to make this, you know, these magical strains? And I said, well, let's just make her a magician. And so that's how the idea came up. But the original idea was that it was a hat with kind of this smoke coming out of the top of it, a genie like thing, or I hadn't really thought it through. And Mike, Mike goes, look, I got it. Don't, don't worry about it. And so, you know, the exact opposite of pineapple express, he comes back and he's got this beautiful pinup girl you know, who's got the cards behind her and got the Girl Scout cookie below her. And it's quite obvious what it is when you look at it. It's mm -hmm. a, it's magician. Yeah. And I just thought that was a really cool twist. You know, Girl Scout cookie is a hard thing to work with. You, yeah. you know, everybody wants to do a cookie or they want to do a Girl Scout. And it's like, no. They're, they're, and that's what we fight all the time is the, you know, don't don't take the literal translation of it. But what is it about? And then when you look at it, and that's, you know, Girl Scout cookies like that, even today, you know, yep. people are mad. Well, you know, oh, I got to have some of that. And uh, and so that's what we do is take aspects of it. Tangy's probably my favorite of all because it's about the first time you get high. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, the first time I got high, I laughed so hard. I thought my stomach was going to bust because I couldn't. I did. It was so everything was so funny and it was so fun and i was like my god i want to do this all the time you yep. know and you got to learn a little restraint but but at the same time i wanted to take that emotion and put it into an image and make it an image and so mike and i sat down with the idea and i knew i like the word tangy it's just a cool name and it has yeah. this sort of you know middle eastern feel to it you know sort of thing and so i said to mike so here's a guy he's an old dude and he's out in the desert with his buddies and he smokes Kush for the first time, and he gets really, really high, and he jumps on his, his magic carpet, and he starts flying around, and he's coming right at you, and you can see him just laughing his ass off when he's coming at you, and that's exactly what he did. He made it exactly like that, and we played around with, you know, where he's coming. Is he coming from above you? Is he coming from below you at you, and all that sort of thing. The, my only disappointment with it is there's a trail of sparks from behind the <laughs> behind the, the the rug, but I wanted like a tube of sparks coming up from the background. So you know how he shot like a rocket shoots yeah. straight up in the air and then it takes off like that. But I, it's really a gorgeous image, and I just think it's a cool, fun thing, you know. And uh, and it just says to me how fun the first time is, you know, or what it's like to people. So everybody remembers their first time and you know not everyone's first time is the best you know there are some people that you know 
cannabis just doesn't affect like my wife can't smoke it it does nothing right. for her every bud trader oh, event that? that we went to she tried yeah. it she tried smoking did absolutely yeah. nothing but edibles oh, right? edibles hit her like a sledgehammer <laughs> i mean she'll take that's a five funny. milligram something or two and a half milligram something and that's oh, yeah, it she's just done hammered. she oh, is done <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean but everybody remembers the first time that they get that cannabis experience and like it it does something like that for you. It makes you laugh hysterically. Or for me, it just it it finally helped me to relax because I'm my my thing is uh, I I struggle with PTSD, anxiety, right. depression, all that stuff. And yeah. uh, for me, I'm just I'm never able to relax. So yeah. what cannabis does for me, it allows me to just take that few moments and just say okay, I can just relax for five minutes, 15, 20, right. whatever. And yeah. that kind of vibe is what you're putting out on your art. So right. I mean, you're, you're putting out not just, you're not just like moving away from the cliche. You're, you're also explaining the vibe to everybody. Right. Well, and it's something we all share and it's what we all want, you know, we're, we're a, a unique community of people and we have, uh, you know, a lot of us like to get high and go out for a hike, you know, yeah. or go swim in the ocean or take our dogs in the ocean with us and swim around or, you know, we have things that we like to do together and we like that feeling that, you know, there's a lot of people who don't like the floating feeling. And speaking of uh, wives, my ex-wife hated it. You know, just didn't like yep. it, you know, just didn't like to have that. She didn't, it was not for her. And, but I, you know, as a kid, I was a kid when I was little, they had those metal round things on the playground, you know, and you'd lay on it and all the other kids would try and make you throw up and lay on there. And I'd lay on that thing and I'd spin around for hours, you know, and yep. I finally realized I wasn't going to throw up, but I love that feeling of floating and, uh, and that there's nothing, no way better to do it than you know, smoking a joint every once in a while, you know, I, I will never forget just being like a five, six year old kid on that spinny thing, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and your buddies are there just trying to make it go as fast <laughs> as it possibly can. And yeah. you get to the point where you think, Oh my God, if this thing comes loose, I'm just going to fly across the playground like a freaking <laughs> Frisbee. But you don't care because you're, you're spinning and all you see is the sky above. And it's like, Whatever brings us joy, yeah. to me, cannabis enhances that. You know, it takes that experience yeah. and makes it last. You know, it, yeah. it, it really just kind of digs it into our soul and makes it, it helps us appreciate it that much more. Yeah, agreed. And, and but there are different aspects, you know, there, there's different aspects of it. It's just a fun, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to do i mean it was like when i enjoyed wine and it was a fun thing to do you yeah. know and uh and you gotta you gotta let loose in life especially the older you get as far as i'm concerned you know you really gotta find moments in time for yourself for you to enjoy yourself and you know i know there's as an example there's a lot of young moms today who you know will go smoke a joint with friends for a couple hours and come back and then you know, be with the kids and that's what, you know, you got to give yourself a break. It's a hard world, you know, to live in. And, uh, so I, I'm not advocating it for anybody, but the people who do enjoy it, they get it, you know, yep. and they get it. And that's, 
I like I've always said, I don't try and convert people to cannabis. All I want is people who enjoy it to find you know more ways to enjoy it and incorporate it into their lives. You know, and 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 say, hey, it's okay. You know, it's okay to be like this. There's nothing wrong. With it. That was one of the first things that I ever learned when I first started was that if you're if you're you know puff puff passing or whatever, and someone says no, you don't push them, you don't pressure them. Right. You know, you, you, we all we want is just a relaxed, chill vibe. So if they yeah, say it's just no, about right. You, you it's just our say, choice. Okay, man. And, and yeah, exactly. And I like you know the community, the cannabis community. Well, I, there's really two aspects of it that I see now, particularly in in when I'm trying to make a business contacts and so forth. And there's that 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 group of people who are about my age who grew up in the cannabis world and. And, uh, you know, have, have always, you know, the flower child, free giving culture sort of thing. And then there's the business people who are really trying to make uh, money at it. Neither one of them's wrong, but the spirit of the cannabis business has always been a brother sisterhood, you know, yeah. that, that we're together and we're sharing the experience together. And it's, uh, in some ways it's us against the world, you know, and, uh, and I like that aspect of it too, you know, of, and, and that's what this art does to me. And when I see, you know, people uh, embrace the art for the first time and really when, when I have a booth at a show, most of the time what happens is somebody walks by the booth and they a either stop dead in their tracks and they can't move. And the first thing out of their mouth is, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. Or they pass by and about 30 seconds later, you see them show back up again. And they look and they go, holy shit, I've never seen anything <laughs> like this <laughs> before. And even with the pinup girls at the last big show we did at Champs in Vegas, I had both women and men would walk by the booth. And they'd act like they weren't taking a picture, but they had the picture. They had their camera down uh -huh. low, and you could see them take. And I don't—they can take pictures of the art. I, they don't have to hide it. But it was just funny that they were—they felt like they had to hide their camera <laughs> to take the picture, you know, uh, of the art. But the, the pinup girls were just having that sort of effect on people, and I think it's really cool. And you know what? It, we. It's a, a bit like making sausages, what we do. Uh, you know, it, it's, um, it's not uh, Picasso or, you know, um, some high-end art. It, we didn't make it for that. Although, you know, the company aspires to and what we're working on now is I've always wanted to have a very high-end gallery where artists of one variety or another with, you know, big-name artists do a special piece for cannabis. And, uh, you know, that's a fifty, hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar piece. And someday I think we'll get there. But where we started and where I chose to start with is more pop art that's inexpensive that people can put in their homes. And, you know, for 20 bucks, you can buy one of our posters and put it in your house and just thumbtack it up under your dorm room or whatever. You know what I mean? So so we go all the way from there up to one hundred and fifty dollars. And some of our other pieces can be two or three hundred dollars. But, you know, it's still very affordable as art. You know, if, you, if oh, you're yeah. interested in art and you buy art, you know, it's it's expensive. It's not inexpensive. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen, like you were saying, pop artists, they charge anything from like, you know, a, a $5 postcard up to 
seven, eight hundred dollars, uh, thousand dollars in some cases. Uh, Alex Ross, he's got galleries all over the place, and he comes to Comic Con every year. His art is iconic, but it's it's also very very expensive. But then yeah. you've got people like um, one of our favorite artists. Um, in, in my other life, I I am a contributor for the SDCC unofficial blog, and so oh, okay. And so one of our favorite artists is Patrick Ballesteros. Uh, he's actually clo- uh, local here in San Diego. And he just does the, he, he does with this, what's called these little 25 cent pop-ups where yeah. um, it's like children's art uh, based on like pop culture stuff. Like uh, when uh, Guardians 2 came out uh, and Yandu yells, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Uh, he did one of, <laughs> he did one of, Mary Poppins with Yandu there holding her umbrella for her. You know, uh, it's cool. it's adorable, but it's only like yeah. 10 15 bucks. So it we, and well, trust me, I got a ton of it in my living room. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool and it's but it's nice for, you know, people who start out. You know, this this art didn't exist. There's a couple other people who make the art, so I'm not saying we're we're exclusive to it. And some of them are doing some really cool stuff. But nobody's doing it at a level that we're doing it from a luxury brand or, you know, a really high end looking stuff. You know, it's most of it's like I said, it's a literal translation of super lemon haze. It's a lemon driving a car in the haze or something like that. And there's value in that. Don't get me wrong, but it's not what we aspire to do. And our really my answer to all of that were these pinup girls that are very fashionable. The women are very well done. What's interesting about pinup girls that most people don't know is 70% of pinup girl fans are women. So women are far oh, more yeah. into the pinup girls than, than the men are. And we've really taken a very specific style. If you look at it, the women are all 50 sort of looking women uh, that could be placed in the sixties. Uh, you know, amnesia Hayes, one of our new pinups, kind of this flower child sitting on a swing sort of thing is, you know, uh, a really cool piece, but still it's, it's wholesome. You know, it's not, uh, I'm not interested in selling TNA. What I'm interested in selling is the cannabis experience. And so I don't want you to get lost in that, but a beautiful woman is appealing in well-dressed, you know, like the Girl Scout cookie image is still our, one of our top images. And, and also Blue Dream, which is about the first Blue Dream that we did where the woman and the one that, uh, was featured on uh, Netflix disjointed show is this woman, she has this dream and this is how I described it to Mike in the first place was, so there, here's a woman and she had this blue dream and she fell asleep and all these crazy things. These, this elephant that's flying and this, you know, this guy on a gyrocopter and all these crazy things. And she decides she's going to dive into the dream. And that's really our, the biggest post image that we sell is that one. Now blue dream is also happens to be, you know, the most, the most smoke strain in the United States, as far as I know. So, you know, it, it, it does have to do with that. And people always ask me, well, why don't you do, I don't know, you know, strawberry banana haze or something, you know, I, we really focus on the iconic yeah. strain because they're no, and right. I've created secondary strains and they just don't sell as, as well. Um, that's not to say we won't do it in the future, or whatever, but I generally try and focus on iconic 
you know, strains that become icons. And uh, there's new ones that will come out that weed themselves out that are, you know, really good. Or I may do one just for fun, you know, and we, because, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the nice thing about the business. We can do that, you know, exactly. and, uh, and that's what, uh, uh, you know, I like about it too. I don't, I, I don't want to get stuck in a rut of saying, oh, I'm going to make money, make money, because that's not why I do it. You know, if you're an artist, you do it for the art first. And if the money comes, then the money comes. And I'm not worried about that, uh, you know, as much as I am that the fans have something really, really cool to look at. You know what I mean? And that's and I'm proud to, to show it, you know, that th those are the most important things that we do. And hopefully it sells in the end. And, you know, it's still a small business. We'll, we'll always be a boutique company because that's the way I designed it. I don't want, you know, I don't want to wake up every morning stressed out whether we're going to make rent this week or not. You know what I mean? It's not, nobody does. That's not why I do it. And, uh, you know, it's a small company and it's very well run. And, uh, I, I'm in my warehouse, which is my garage, it's 800 square feet, but I've got a little couch area with some, some glassware that we did some tests of. And, you know, I surround myself with the art. And it's really cool to come in here and hang out. I like it, you know, and uh, and it's uh, that's why we do it. It's because we enjoy doing it. And I don't want to ever lose that. And I don't want to be pushing the artist. Oh, you got to make, you know, 20 pieces this week. We When the art's finished, the art's finished. It's not, you know, when we, uh, you know, the whole custom art thing, I shy away from it by and large because I, it's, I, I don't want it to be like a dog and pony show. You know, we, we create the art and if you like it, then you can have it. If you don't like it, then you don't have it, you know? And, uh, uh but we, we, we know our fans well now yep. and, uh, they respect us for that and they trust us. And that's really, you know, forming a really strong bond and that's what we do. And, and, and uh, and the shop owners that we have, you know, I have a guy, uh, up in Oregon who's been a really nice client for a long time and. He bought some of the cannabis and it didn't do canvases for me and they didn't do great there, but he said, come on, let's send up some posters. I really love this stuff and let's give it a shot. And let's do it. And you know, that that's, that's nice to have clients like that, you yeah. know, who trust you and, and, and you trust them. And, uh, you know, it's just, a, that's how I want to live my life. And, and, uh, you know, if, if I have to eat hamburger or go flip hamburgers for a couple of weeks, then that's what I'm going to do, you know, but, uh, but I'm going to be happy doing it. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's the greatest part about higher studios for me. That, yeah, that really is awesome. Uh, and I, I enjoy that about, to me, that is, that, that tells me that you are a true artist. You know, you're, you're about the art first and the commerce second. If you like it, great. If not, Hey, guess what? I still did it. I still put this out here and, it's for what it's worth. It's there. If if, if you like it, great. If not, oh well. So, yeah, and it's so about <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, and it's an experience for me and yeah. as a person and as a human and growing. And I, you know, I aspire to make really cool art. That's what I want to do. Um, and uh, you know, we will continue to do that, and I'll do it. You know, until the day I die, probably because I just enjoy doing it. And I enjoy working with the art. I mean, we get in screaming matches sometimes. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> you know, over pieces and how we're going to do it or what we're going to do. And, and, but that's, you know, th that's the creative process. And it's, it's a really cool process. And, uh, um, and it's fun to do. And I've been in the entertainment business my whole life. And, 
and this have worked for either producers or artists directly and always run their businesses for them. And this is a way for me to get to be the artist, you know, and, and, or to live vicariously through the artists who create the work. And they, you know, I really have cool relationships with these guys and, and we communicate very well now. And, and we're all, we're not afraid to say something for fear. It's going to get shot down. You know, Alan was talking about the other day, Alan was talking about doing, he did a, um, we have these eight inch by eight inch pieces that we did. And what I was trying to do there was play on the, the whole Petroliana collectible market, you know, and tie that into the oil, you yeah. know, the, the oil for, for the young kids. I mean, I'm sure people my age do it as well, but you know, the, the shatter and the butter and all of that stuff yep. just lends itself to, to uh, the Petroliana images. And so we were playing around with, with these, Petroliana images and Alan came up with this really cool picture of a monkey face and it's uh it's this monkey that's laughing and he's just funny to, to look at and I said you know I really want to make a poster I think that that image deserves its own poster kind of like New York City Diesel and we were talking about it and he has a friend who's really good at making this new style of uh of uh tie-dye art and I you know I love tie-dye art yeah, uh, and I, one of my friends is one of the great makers of tie dye T-shirts, and uh, and I I really like it. But I just it's kind of a to me it's it's a cliche I think in what we're doing, and so I'm not real big on it. But we still talked about it, and we're still going to try some images and try some backgrounds and see if we can get you know something that works that that makes it look cool. And I think our fans. You know, one of the pieces we did was this homage, a sugar skull to uh, Acapulco Gold, and it's got this kind of old fence background uh, behind it, and it's a cool piece. And uh, but it's very trippy '70s like, you know, thing. And so, you know, sometimes I just try it, and I say, okay, well, if, you know, we'll have a look at it. We take it down the road a little ways, and if we like it, we keep going. And you know, there's some pieces we finish, like I said, I don't like them i don't want to publish them as a high art studios piece because they don't really represent what the our studio is about but we try it and i think it expands our minds too to you know to the future looking you know what what can we do and how can we take an old style and bake it and you know and that's that's what's cool too is we'll have an image that's been sitting there for four or five years and then all of a sudden we figure out how to deal with it northern lights was that way and uh alan Alan did that piece and it's this owl. It's a sort of a, a Pacific Northwest style Indian art um, innovation that Alan came up with. And Northern Lights to me is always this, I feel like I'm peacefully floating through a nighttime sky. And when I was, when I was a teenager, I had a friend who had a rope swing out behind his house. And in the wintertime, it was on a cliff. So when you swung out, <laughs> you're about 40 or 50 feet in the air. I mean, you were really flying and always hoping that thing didn't break because if it did, you were definitely done. There's no question about it. But, we, you know, we'd get high and, and, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, we'd go out on the rope swing and it's absolutely peacefully quiet and the moon's bright and it's, you know, this, this white snow glistens down below you and everything. And that, so what I was trying to do is recreate that feeling. And Alan says, okay, I got it. That's it. He didn't say anything about owls, didn't say anything else about it. 
and it comes back with this really beautiful, just very peaceful thing to look at. And, you know, sometimes just looking at something peaceful drops your heart rate, oh, you know, yeah. and, and that's what I really thought was cool about the piece is it really explains what it's like. And that's like, I did a uh, piece early on OG, OG Kush. It's now got titled as OG Kush. And it's of this guy, this artist did this elephant with a sheik sitting on top of it. And I took just that and I put it in the, put it in the foreground of the piece and did this mid-century modern sort of thing. And, you know, the moon's up high in the sky and here's this, <coughs> this sheik riding in the desert night, you know, on top of his elephant and how peaceful it is. And that, that to me is a really cool aspect of the cannabis experience, you know, that yeah. it's the sort of thing, you know, where you just feel just, you just feel wonderful. There's nothing that's, you know, nothing's wrong, nothing's right. Everything's good. And, uh, and so we do, we'll take, you know, do that in four or five different ways because people feel it different, you know, in different yeah. ways. So um before we wrap this up though uh i tell me a little bit about the uh, six artists that you have uh working with you so alan Corallian is the guy who i've worked with the longest and he also serves as the art director um alan is specialty is hand drawing things so gorilla glue number four is one of his pieces um golden goat is one of his pieces uh and so alan every piece finishes by going through alan to check technicality, colors, you know, bleeds, all of those things that, that he looks at, a lot of which I don't understand. But so he goes through that. And I, he and I talk creatively constantly about images and things like that. Mike Green uh, was the second artist and is a good friend of Alan's also. Mike's down in San Diego. Uh, he, does, he worked with Seedless a lot. Uh, and still does, as far as I know, does some, at least some, some workers associated with them very closely and a nice bunch of people down there too. If you ever get a chance and you're in San Diego to stop by, they're down in OB, I think the seedless outlet, they do some cool hip, you know, culture stuff. And I, I, I like them a lot. So, all right. So Shout Mike, out to seedless Mike and OB. Is, yeah. And, uh, Mike is, a <clears throat> learned his style from actually one of the ar other artists, Taylor Robinson, that we work with. But it's very cinematic in scale, and it's very uh, intense sometimes, and it's very textured and thick sort of art. And so he's uh, he's a really the number two artist. He's got Alan and both Alan and uh, uh, Mike have about the same amount of pieces. Uh, you know, to in total, uh, that, that we've done. Uh, and I really like him a lot. Now there's a guy up in Los Angeles, um, that I got to do one piece and it's the pineapple express image with the pineapple head. He's got a pineapple head. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. And it is a really, really cool artistic piece. And the guy's name is Bob Dobb, D-O-B. And he does this really cool kind of punk art stuff. And I got onto him because I was in a restaurant and his art was there. And he did this really cool thing with Hunter Thompson riding a tricycle with bats flying around. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a really cool piece of art. I said, I got to have this guy do it. So he was kind enough to do one piece for us. 
it, I hope he'll do another piece for us. I don't know what I'll have to do. Maybe give up my firstborn or something to get him to get another one. But he's a really nice guy. And he and I had a lot of conversations, and he created, to me, one of, one of the most artistic pieces, I think, uh, that we do. Um, John Reynolds is a guy who is is just an entertainment uh he does everything. He plays guitars. He paints. He's that you know, just a really, really cool guy. And uh, he does this '30s and '40s trippy style anyway. And I was looking at the art, and uh, he'd sent it to me. And I was looking at it. And I just said, "This is really cool stuff." And I've always wanted to have a painter, you know, paint stuff. And so the first piece that that John did. Uh, there's a strain up in um, Canada, uh, in the western part of Canada. There's an island off the coast of Vancouver called Texada. And I, there's a strain called Texada Time Warp. And I just love the name of the strain. And so we decided that it was a place. Texada Time Warp was a restaurant. And so he did this painting of this devil that's really cool. Hmm. And and I was doing, two, I wanted to do two pieces with him at first. The, the, this one. And then Godbud, which is one of my favorite strains. So he did this devil and God sort of thing, which was which was a, kind of an inside joke for me, and I thought it was funny. But hmm. anyway, <laughs> so he does these kind of trippy 30s, 40s style paintings, and I just really think it's cool. It's uh, it, it, and I don't think we've hit stride with him yet, but he's doing some really good work, and I really like what he's doing, and I think we'll come up with something eventually that, is just really, really knockout. But his his pieces on the side are Godbud and, um, like I said, Texada Time Warp. And we just finished another one, and I haven't named it yet. As a matter of fact, we've got an Instagram account, uh, if you guys ever can go. And I, I don't know much about it, but Oakley, my uh, savant uh, in that, is doing a really great job on it. And it's high.art.studios on Instagram. Uh, and we do a strain of the week. Um, series on there and you can download your own video and tell us your story about your cannabis experience on it. I think that's really cool. And I think people like that. People love when I tell the stories about the strains and I love to hear the stories that people tell about strains. So, you know, that's something that people, you know, if you want to get involved with what we're doing and have a look and see what we're doing, I'd start there, you know, at our Instagram account. Um, but then back to the artist and I've got a guy in Italy that, that does some stuff just to close it up quick. And it's like I said, Taylor Robinson does some pieces and I've got three or four different artists that I guess are in training is the best way to put it. I no, training's a bad word because they're very good artists on their own and I'm not training them to do anything, but, but they're learning how to, to make high art studios art, I guess it is. And, and I think that's important for everybody to understand is that this is a, this is a codified, art form when we make these pieces there's reasons that they look the way that they look and they all in essence have a similar look and how they're laid out so um you know that's really important to me and uh that's sort of my stamp on all of it is you know that quality that that goes into the piece and sometimes it's a very simple quality and simple doesn't mean you know poor quality either yep. simple can mean really high quality and then we do pieces that are very intense pieces that are incredibly, you know, the quality like that, you know, Bob Dobbs piece is just a really, really cool piece of pop art. 
You know, I, I don't know how better to describe it. We, well, all the images that I've released, I'm really proud of. There isn't one that I'm not. And, uh, you know, they all are, are have, hold a place in my heart in one way or the other, you know, and, uh, that, that's what's, you know, that helps me sleep at night. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, proud absolutely. of it. Really. Proud of it. All right. Well, I think that's about all we got time for right now. Um, before we go, though, uh, you mentioned your Instagram. And uh, can you uh, just give us a couple of more places where we can find you on the web? So our, our website is highartstudios.com. And uh, that's where all of the art that we currently have on the market is out there. You can also reach me through there. I'm Doug at High Art Studios. Uh, you can reach me directly and talk to me. Um, and if you'd like, and then, uh, I do have a Facebook page, high art studios. Um, but mostly we're focused on that Instagram account, which is uh, capital H high dot capital a art dot capital S studios, high art studios with the dot between each word is our Instagram account. And, uh, well, there's a couple of Instagram pages we have, but that's the one that I'm really focused on now. We've got, I think Oakley's gotten us over almost 1,100 followers in less than a month on that page. And uh, people really like what she's doing. I like what she's doing. And it's a cool place. And it's going to become more interactive. And uh, we're going to get some named people to to uh, talk about their experiences on there as well. So I think, it, you know, it's, it's really cool to be able to communicate with people on it and find out what they're up to, too. And one last question before I let you go. Are you taking yeah. commissions right now? Yes, we do commissions. Um, and we also can insert names on the art itself. So, you know, if you like a piece, we can change the name out. So um, I think that's interesting, too. So, yeah, we do. Uh, we do. Uh, right now, we will. Yes. So the answer is yes. Awesome. And to everybody listening, I highly recommend you guys go to the show notes. I'm putting all the links there. Check out High Art Studios. Order a commission. You, I guarantee you won't regret it. Their art is phenomenal. It is top quality. Um, I, I mentioned this the other day. I find no reason why I shouldn't go to Comic-Con and see your table, your booth, right there smack dab in the middle of the exhibit hall floor along with all the other like top artists in the industry you know i mean yeah, that'd be cool you should be hanging with uh, the alex ross's uh the patrick ballesteros's um you know it, all the, the all the other artists that are so well known and so super talented you guys should be right there in the middle of them in my opinion and, well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Andy. And I, I hope everybody agrees with me because uh, your art, like I said, it's some of my favorite stuff, uh, stuff I can put in my living room and definitely needs to just blow up and, and get out there. Thank you. No, th thank you. Seriously, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you talking to me all, about all this stuff. You know, it's been I love talking to artists. It's it's my passion is one of the favorite things I like to do. So for you to come on and just tell me all about your art and, you know, give me like the background and help us understand, you know, where you guys are coming from, that that's a joy to me. That that makes my day. This is going to make my entire weekend, I think. Excellent. Well, thanks. 
Thank you very Hopefully much. Hopefully we'll get to talk again soon. Oh, I, I'm sure we will. And uh, you, you enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, Andy. Thanks. Well, that wraps up another wonderful episode, in my opinion, and hopefully yours as well, of Cannabloggers Corner on the EU Podcast Network. Once again, I really want to thank Doug Mao from the bottom of my heart for talking with me about uh, all of his great art projects. Uh, the, the super talented artists he's got working for him and all, all the good things that are happening and will happen in the future. I highly, highly, pun intended, recommend you guys check out the links in the show notes and go visit his site go visit his instagram order a commission you know a lot of artists have been hit hard by the pandemic they can't get to their conventions have all been canceled 90 percent of their income has gone dry so i i I really enthusiastically encourage people to uh to support artists especially local artists and for you guys or for us, uh, art in the cannabis community, you know? What he's doing is something that is simple yet brilliant, and I wish him many, many more years of great success with with all of his work. Uh, Also, once again, I want to thank Chris Cantori and the You Podcast Network for giving us this wonderful platform that you can uh, learn all about Doug and High Art Studios. Till next time, this is Andy Cannablogger saying... Be well and stay lifted.